I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments, I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. Man, I love that song. I look forward to hearing that every day. I hope you do too. Uh, good afternoon. It is Thursday, March 8th, 2018, and we are closing out Mark today with Mark chapter 16. And as the title of the video suggests, the message of the gospel is found here in Mark chapter 16. Not only the message of, of the gospel about what it is we are to do, but the 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 uh, glorious resurrection of Jesus is found here, uh, but it's also details uh, for whom the gospel is done for. Why did Jesus return? Why did Jesus die? We'll look at that today as we get into Mark 16. As with previous videos that we've uh, done and the previous lessons that we've done through the, throughout the book of Matthew, throughout the book of Mark, I encourage you to share this video with your friends and family on Facebook and invite them to join into this study with you as you're studying through with us in the Gospel and in uh, the New Testament throughout the year of 2018. So let's get into Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they may go and anoint him. And very early, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back, and it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee, that you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now you see, you'll note here in, in my digital Bible here, and in, in my paper Bible, and for many Bibles, We'll either have a footnote or we'll put Mark chapter 16, 9 through, verses 9 through 20 in a bracket or separate it out or add a footnote that's earlier manuscripts did not include this. And while that is very true, there are still a large number of manuscripts that contain Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 20. Some manuscripts actually add something else in between them about um, about the call that Jesus, uh, or the, uh, the, the, um, discourse that Jesus gives to them. Um, nonetheless, what we look at when we think about textual variance, and I don't want to get into textual variance in this because it's a much deeper study, but I tell you what, what I will do is in the comments section, let me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put in a link uh, to an article that talks about um, textual variance uh, and the um, authenticity of 
Mark chapter 16, verses 9 through 20, and this is done by the Apologetics Press. And I'll go ahead and put that in the comments section there so that you can look at that. But uh, really, when it comes down to it, we look at the text that we have from uh, in these following verses. All of these things are not new. Nothing contained in these verses are something that only Mark says. Instead, it's also corroborated and is supported by other gospel accounts um, throughout. You know, from everything from Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene to his appearance to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. You know, all of these things are contained elsewhere in the Bible, and so that doesn't uh, it adds to the authenticity of it. We'll say that. Um, and so um, this is a, a, an important part of the, of the Bible. Uh, and uh, again, because it is supported by other, other parts of the gospel, there's no reason why we shouldn't look at this with the same, uh, without the same kind of reverence and, and uh, obedience. Verse 9. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary, he being Jesus. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Okay, that goes back, talks about um, uh, that task. It's also um, the seven demons being cast out of Mary Magdalene is also supported and recounted by Luke in Luke chapter 8, in the first couple of verses of Luke chapter 8. Uh, Mary went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. But when they heard that he was alive and she had, and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After these things, he appeared in another form to two of them, as they, two disciples, as they were walking into the country. And they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves, as they were reclining at table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world, and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. And there we have the end of Mark's gospel account. So what's important about Mark's gospel account? What's important about this end of Mark? Well, it's the same importance that we see at the end of the other four gospels, and the the death, burial, and the ultimate resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection, that Jesus was raised from the dead, not only did it confirm everything that he had been saying, not only did it confirm that, but it confirmed that he was indeed the Messiah, that he died for the forgiveness of sins, and that that is the good news. That is the gospel. When you see the word gospel, that means good news. Okay, It has transformed from gospel to where we have today. In fact, the word God spell... Okay, is uh, was an old English form of, of the word. It means good news. And of course, that then moved down the line as it got translated from old English and Latin into the English that we have today as good news. The good news is that Jesus was risen. Jesus lives. And as we approach Easter, the time in which man has deemed it necessary and, and, and appropriate for us to, to consider and... and um, 
and uh, remember the resurrection of Christ, the whole point of it is that Jesus lives. He, he was raised from the dead. I can't think of anything more good than that. I can't think of any other good news that is better than that. So when we look at all of Mark 16, you see you see different aspects of belief. You see different aspects of grief, uh, but you also see different aspects of Christianity. When we look at the, the Marys as they're on their way to the tomb, we see the dread and the agony uh, of having to go to this gravesite. They said, who will roll away the stone for us to enter the tomb? It doesn't sound like they're really looking forward to what they have to do. You hear the hopelessness in the followers of Jesus. When you see twice, they did not believe what the people said. They had lost hope. Jesus said, I will raise from the dead after three days. He said it multiple times. But yet, when people said, we've seen him, they didn't believe. And there's also uh, the emphasis that's placed in sending out the message of the resurrection, sending out the good news of the resurrection, and the power of transformation that comes through yielding to the Savior. In Mark 16, 16, it's very plain. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. There is very few verses that come to mind that explains the simplicity of becoming a Christian more than Mark 16, 16. It's very simple. Believe and be baptized. Now that's not all of it. Of course, we have the rest of the scripture to better understand what is expected of us after our baptism, what is expected of us before. The things that we have to do, we need to repent, we need to confess, we need to be baptized. And the word baptized, as I've said before, means to be immersed in water. Baptizo means dip, to dip, to fully immerse, to submerge. It doesn't mean sprinkle water. It doesn't mean pour water over the head. It means to be immersed. Jesus says, whoever believes and is immersed, is submerged in water, will be saved. But whoever does not will be condemned. It doesn't get much more simple than that. It's simple, but it's not easy. Because there are things like we've talked about in our sermons that we've looked at and in, in, in the, our study that being a disciple of Christ is not an easy thing to do. There are going to be trials. There are going to be tribulations. There are going to be persecutions. It's going to happen. Jesus said it's going to happen until he comes back. It's not going to stop. But Jesus says here, after he rebukes the disciples, the apostles, for their unbelief and their hardness of hearts, he says, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news of my resurrection to everyone. Because, because I have been raised from the dead, because I have raised, it has been completed. 
And here's the message of who this is done for and to whom all of this applies. The whole creation. When the young messenger that we see in the tomb talks to the women and he declares that the Lord had risen from the dead, he then sends them to tell others. But he also says, specifically one follower, who? Peter. What did Peter do? Peter was in grief. Peter was mourning, not just at the loss of his savior and friend, but at the fact that he denied him when he said that he wouldn't. And the messenger says, go tell the disciples and Peter. Does that indicate that there was some separation now between the disciples and Peter? I don't think so because the, the other disciples also abandoned Jesus, right? They all ran away. They all abandoned him. Peter denied him three times. Of course, he was then overcome with grief and sorrow. But the fact that the messenger details, tell Peter, specifically tell Peter, tell everybody else, but also tell Peter, shows the depth of the Lord's love. And even in this message, it's contained the whole image of the gospel and the resurrection, that the Lord came for all, for every heart. Whether it's a hard heart, a sorrowful heart, or a heart that's inclined toward him. The message is for each and every heart, especially the broken ones. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. What a wonderful hymn that is. Now the last portion of this that I want to talk to and point to is verse 17. These signs will accompany those who believe. It talks about different signs that will go out. And then the last verse here, verse 20, talks about how the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. Those signs that accompanied the apostles and the disciples in their work in spreading the good news. And we see that throughout the book of Acts. We see that throughout Paul's letters. These are not things that we can do today. But that's a discussion for a different day and a different section as we read through the New Testament here together in 2018. I hope this study of Mark has been beneficial to you. I hope it's opened your eyes and helped benefit your study a little bit more as you've dug deeper into the Word as we're going through this. The intention of this is not just to simply read the words, but to get into the words and get into it and find the applications for your life. If you have questions about this study, you can leave those in the comments below. You can also message us private, privately here on Facebook, or you can email us if you'd like, info at loveland.church. If you'd like to find out more information about the church that meets here in Loveland, you can go to our website, loveland.church. You can find out that information there, but you can also catch up on previous lessons that we've done in this daily Bible study series, as well as previous sermons as well in our media section. Uh, both of those sections, uh, both of those pages for both sermons and the daily Bible study have our previous lessons, but it also has the ability, if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, to subscribe to the podcast version and have these delivered directly to your mobile devices uh, as soon as they uh, get added to the website. I hope, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and tomorrow we will begin Luke chapter 1, Lord willing. Uh, and if you would, um, say a prayer for my mother. <clears throat> not going to get emotional. Um, 
she is uh, undergoing uh, double mastectomy tomorrow for breast cancer, and we're going to be up there for that. Um, so keep us in your prayers as we travel, the doctors uh, and her, and uh, again, Lord willing, hopefully uh, be able to uh, uh, put uh, put together a live video tomorrow as we start the book of Luke. Have a great rest of your day. I'm going to train my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no help.